Now, welcome to Everything In Between, and we are your hosts, Siobhan and Sam. And today, in continuation with all of the fun, fun things that we've been doing with October and Halloween and all those things, we're talking about the Salem bitches. I mean, witches. <laughs> did I say bitches? I you did, witches. you did, girl. I almost named this. I almost named this episode Salem bitches. Because it rhymes with witches. But I mm. did. We didn't. So These were some religious women. <laughs> Someone for the first time, first time listeners, Salem bitches. What are they talking about? <laughs> like, I missed that in eighth grade history. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, hold on a second. I didn't know we were talking about bitches. No, okay. Look at this. This is a went off a whole time. <laughs> I went on a whole tangent. Oh, if my mom listened to the first two minutes of this episode, I'm going to be in so much trouble. Um, Because I think she thinks I'm reformed. I'm not. I just, I'm really not. A reformed swear, a reformed cusser, swear person. I don't know, but I'm not. Oops, cat's out the bag. Yet again. Busted. All right. Yeah, I know. I keep doing it to myself. That's what's so funny. It's like I can never be a criminal because I just will tell myself. So we're going to go back way, 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 way back to 1692. So what is the setting of 1692? It's definitely nothing like 2020. So, Salem Village, which is now Davers, Massachusetts, and Salem Town, which is now Salem, Massachusetts, were, they were, you know, property line was neck and neck, right, but it right up on top of each other. And because of that, you know, I'll, I'll go back and I'll say the, that the village, Salem Village, was actually like a rural area, you know, very like, I don't know how to say the word Puritan. Is that how you say it? Yes, Puritan. I want to always say Puritan. I don't know why, but they were Puritans. <laughs> they were Puritans. And so they lived a pretty like strict, restricted life you know very religious settings and things like that to begin with then here comes blowing in the town this guy this 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 new preacher man you know and his name was we'll just call him reverend paris which is accurate and so he came with his two daughters two slaves and his wife so now, you know, Paris is preaching the word to all the people about, you know, like really restrict, really strict, really kind of greedy too. you know, like he didn't, he, he wanted more and more money. Every time he came, when he came, he said, oh, I think I'm going to work here and it's going to be great. And the next thing you know, I'm going to need some more money. So he was known as like a little bit greedy, you know, a little bit superstitious, etc. Um, and his way of teaching the religion of choice, the Puritan religion, kind of caused a different schism inside of the Puritan people, which was on top 
of an already, you know, what is the Romeo and Juliet people, Montego versus Cristo or something like that. So it's um, kind of already having something like that. In the Capulets, yeah. So they kind of already had like these clan wars, not Ku Klux Klan, but just kind of like these these clan wars. It was just two warring clans, like you know, from the village and from the town, who hated each other. And you know, reasons why they hate each other is because the Salem town was like bustling commerce, wealthy people. Salem Village, like I said before, rural, poor people, you know, so you have that dynamic of have and have nots. And then on top of that, here we go, the people who are for Reverend Paris and the people who are against Reverend Paris. So we have like more and more tension on top of, you know, recent wars on top of immigration from, um, you know, I think Native Americans had some land that budded on the other side of the uh, village. And then we had like people coming who were misplaced from I think uh, GB and so you have all these things happening and so of course people just like something I've heard you know today's day when more people come they're taking all the food they're taking all the blah they're taking all this and taking so you had that going on so you had so many elements like it was just I think um, an environment that was just waiting to bust you know, mm-hmm. because the rivalries and then the, you throw in religion and then you throw in the money and you throw in you know, all these different things. We have just waiting for someone to light the fire. And then that happens. So we talked about Reverend Paris, right? So Reverend Paris and his two daughters. This is, I think, tell me what you think, Siobhan. I think this story is the beginning really the beginning of the familiar story you know of course the uh, witch hunt had been going on for years before this story but for whatever reason this is the one that everyone really and it's not for whatever reason it was because it was so terrible this is the one that everyone really remembers but i read somewhere you know in the history of the witch hunt that was happening that spread across you know the land it was like forty to 60,000 people killed because they were accused and convicted of being witches. Not in Salem, but, you know, in this in its totality during these whole rich that witch hunts. So anyway, so we go back to Reverend Paris and his two daughters. And Siobhan, I'd like to hear your opinion on this. One day, the two daughters, one of the daughters, both of the daughters, they started speaking loudly, convulsing, um, you know, just kind of having fits. And of course, you know, because, you know, it's 1692 and we don't have the intelligence to see if this was a mental illness or if this was uh, maybe, I don't know, a disease like seizures or whatever. They immediately blamed it on the devil. (laughs) Cause you know, what else could there be? (laughs) So (laughs) So Siobhan, what, when you read that part, did anything jump out at you as far as like SPMI, severe persistent mental illnesses or anything like that from your world? So honestly, no. I think my interpretation of it was, I think these were kids 
that got involved with something. You know what I'm saying? Like, not something like, oh my gosh, yes, they were possessed by the devil. But maybe they were just having fun, telling ghost stories. And when they realized that they were in trouble, they did what all kids do. We have all been kids. They lied. And I think based on the strictness of the religion and the wanting to control people so much through religion that their father just took it and went with it and it was one of those things where they were in too deep to say we are not telling the truth that they sucked in other young girls to do you know these acts of fantasticisms i forget what they called them in my um research they had a specific name that they were calling this action that they were doing um and i think it was theatrics now to your point i think at some point some people probably did have epileptic issues and things like that that would cause them to convulse and people might think that they had you know a possession going on um but in the case of these young girls i think they were fully putting on a show okay so let's add to that so we have those two slaves that came with Reverend Paris and his family. The, their ethnicity is unknown, but they think some kind of maybe Creole or, you know, something like that Indian for women. the what? Yeah, Indian, in, Indian, or no, it was like. Like African Native, not Native Indian American from India. Native, like Native to the land. Oh, I was going to say yeah, Native no. Americans, but no. yeah, Tichu. So these um, girls claim that to tuba who's a slave and i forget that i don't know if we knew that the man's name did we um i don't have it in my notes of the the male slave that accompanied them but there was some speculation that maybe it was a relationship between Tutuba and the other male slave as well but is nothing confirmed just you know because i'm nosy i wouldn't <laughs> find that i was like who doing who in this whole picture no um so <laughs> so the girls blame of course their slaves for teaching them this witchcraft and they say that tatuba was doing some kind of spells or something to that extent and that's why they were um the familiars and the demons went into the it was just so ridiculous that i was just like i can't even follow the story anymore you know like i was yeah. just like how did the demons get from her to him who's the familiar here the cat or the girl i mean i was so like un this is unbelievable you know the fact that you guys really believe that this is something like no for real this happened like this is the truth man i'm telling you like all these people were able to believe it i certainly don't think that the people believed it i think this was an excuse and we'll find out later that it may have been an excuse to come against each other because like i was telling you those two rival clans at the end of this whole thing when you looked back you know because hindsight's 2020 when people started pointing fingers at other people they found out oh the village folks were blaming most of the town folks that they were in white rivalry with that's just a kawinky dink you know what i mean right. so you know and it's it's funny because i think like on the deathbed of the the wife of the guy who led the charge against the um salem town ended up apologizing for her role in it because she realized oh i was accusing people i had and i knew they weren't witches anyway so tatuba is notable i think because she's one of the women early on who actually confessed 
to being a witch. And so the thought of these people, um, Paris, and Reverend Paris, etc., was that these folks were, um, they made a deal with the devil mm-hmm. to um, get some powers to hurt other people. That was the, that was the, the thing. That they were not themselves demons, but they were bestowed power by Satan himself to hurt other people. Mm-hmm. Now, my I don't know how no one got hurt. Like, there's no record of anyone being hurt. That's what's so weird about it. It's like, okay, so if they are... <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly a hundred percent and like exactly. that's the thing that i thought was so um just ridiculous like at some point a four-year-old <laughs> was accused and it's like who are these people and how were they able to be in charge of anything um and i think what's interesting to go back to the whole thing with tichuba and she's being the first one to be called a witch right Think about it. The society. Well, she's not the first one to be called. No, but I mean, like to be the first one to in this group. In this group, like that, she's like, okay, they're all blaming her. They're gonna put it on her. Um, for this instance, from the what is it, sixteen ninety two to sixteen ninety three, their little situation. I think it's interesting because if she is a native woman, right? Their idea of communing with nature and their spirits and the trees and everything. She might be calling herself a witch based on what her role was in her community. So not thinking of a witch in the same terms of how these Puritans from England are thinking of witches are um, in the devil and something of the occult. So I think her coming forward to say, yes, I'm a witch, um, is just interesting because was she saying it in that she was saying yes from my culture or was she saying it with the awareness that these people are thinking I'm doing something wrong and I'm going to be in trouble for it you know because if she did share with the girls right she might be thinking that she's sharing something with them that's fine that in her culture she would have shared with other young girls because these weren't even like older teenagers these are 11 and 12 year olds that we're talking about you know so she might have thought this is fine um, to share with them so I think Back in that day, 11 and 12 year olds was damn near grown. This is true. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Because probably they could get married at 15. So, okay. (laughs) That is true. But I think that's interesting. Like, in Mm -hmm. what terms was she agreeing to the fact that, yes, I am a witch? You know, that's a good point, you know, to bring that up because of her need, her culture. And another, I read somewhere else where someone else said that she was actually under duress when she admitted her speculation she was under duress that she was admitted um when she admitted to being a witch because they had like um tortured her and they threatened her livelihood you know because she's a slave you know so they can Mm -hmm. say we're never you you know we're gonna send you back to wherever we're gonna do all these things you know whatever revoke your slavehood i mean i don't know you know whatever they could do you know, they were probably doing it because think of it, slaves aren't considered much, you know, um, so no telling what they were doing to her to make her possibly make her confess to that. And she may have just confessed just so she could they could stop, you know, just stop, you know, don't don't do this or don't do that. And don't don't do this for me and my kids, blah, blah, blah. You know? Well, also, too, and um, so, well, 
some of the people had been released like other people that had been accused throughout the time because as sam said this wasn't the only incident this one happens to be particularly famous because of the amount of hysteria and how many people were charged so quickly during these particular trials but in the past people had previously been accused of witchcraft and if they admitted that yes i am a witch they were kind of given the opportunity to absolve themselves and be welcomed back into the community so maybe she thought if she said yes this would happen to her as well yeah that's true that's i read that too you know like and then the people who did who the people who admit it were welcome back and you know i think they were like trying to reform them or something to that extent the people who did not admit and died you know just to be you know because of the injustice of the whole thing to admit to something you didn't do you know Mm -hmm. they they ended up hanging them in the gallows so Mm -hmm. that i thought was also indicative to the power of the church you know and that that was so it's always amazed me how okay no offense to any of the catholics out there but how rooted back then catholicism and all of these different christianity blah 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 to how impactful they were on politics on money on who can be forgiven and you know like all these different things like your livelihood depended on how well you treated you know the holy man Mm-hmm. You know, which I, I think is interesting. Was- I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. I always thought that was weird. Yeah, and I was gonna say that's what I think is interesting too, because the Puritans wanted to have their own religion that was so pure, and they were looking down on Catholicism. They thought that the Church of England was too much like Catholicism, but it was like okay. You've gone across the ocean, you're starting your own thing, and you're really doing the same thing that you're upset with the Catholics for doing. You're just doing it in your own way. So um, what I had came across, somebody had mentioned, like this was like the very, very early stages to set up the idea of the separation of church and state, right? Because what if you don't subscribe to that religion? Now you have no livelihood because you don't engage in that system of belief. So that was really interesting. Um, to me as well, because I was like, to speak to your, yeah, that's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's like goodness. I don't think you have a say. You know, (laughs) it's like you are so wrong. You are. Yeah, you're so wrong. So it was so weird. Just to continue that kind of discussion, it was so weird that you know there was. I think his name was Murray. I think I'm not sure. But he was like a big advocate for taking the um, supernatural evidence out of these trials, you know, like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 don't bring that in. You should treat this accusation like any other accusation. You know, you wouldn't Mm -hmm. allow a paranormal level of evidence in any other trial. Why, Why are you allowing it in this one? You know, so the proof, the evidence that damped a lot of these people were the girls who were having fits and i think too what happens absolutely and i think what happens that caused a lot of it to get so out of control is that people whether it's the 1600s or now there's certain aspects of faith and religion or i'm gonna say faith because i feel like religion is something different but there's certain aspects of faith that we can't prove because we cannot materialize anything and so some of that fear was that if you're saying that um 
what is it I came across that if you're saying that the devil doesn't exist right and these evil spirits don't exist then you're also saying that God and angels can't exist because those are good things but those are still supernatural things so just imagine the tug and pull on that because it's like okay you say yes I'm being possessed right so now you're acknowledging the devil but it's like if you don't say yes you're being possessed by something then you're also not acknowledging God you know and it's like now you're turning your back on them right so it's like you're evil anyway so they were really putting people in such a hard place because it was one of those things where whatever you did you were really at the whim of the person that was you know your judge and jury because you couldn't win you were really set up to lose in my opinion (laughs) yeah absolutely i totally agree and that you know the basis of the accusations were so rootless you know they they honestly was i just saw them you know what I mean? Like, what? You just, yeah, she just looked funny. Or you know, it was you no. Hung your laundry up wrong. It's like, what? Your laundry? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, and can so you crazy. imagine being in that time, you know, where everyone was just like, if just on pins and needles, it mm. could be me today? You know? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? If I trip right. wrong, if I walk wrong, if I say the wrong thing, maybe they'll right. accuse me or. You know, oh my gosh, that's so terrible way right. to live. Right. It's oh literally, I just don't like you, so I I'm going to accuse you. Like what I was reading, I came across, it said one guy, his wife, like his wife was known for just being ornery. He even said that his own wife was a witch. I'm like, oh my gosh. People are just like, no, I don't want to live with her anymore. Exactly. It's like, I can't stand her anymore. She is a witch. And you know what I thought was interesting? Um, because I did learn some things that I didn't know. I feel like most people they're like oh i know about the salem witch trials but it's like you just Mm -hmm. know that there were some people that were accused of being witches Mm -hmm. and it was in massachusetts and that's like it and everyone kind of like oh halloween and you can go up to massachusetts and danvers and all these different places and you can see this i never realized and i don't know why because i did history but i never realized just how real this particular story was i knew as like an overarching thing throughout europe and here and different places people had been accused of being like heretics and witches and stuff but these specific people because i kept reading and i was like why do i know these things like why have i heard these names and it dawned on me because duh 11th grade english you read the freaking crucible and i was like oh my gosh the crucible is about the freaking salem witch trials it's really those people and then if you guys watch tv from back in the day they also made a movie in 1996 with freaking winona ryder and goody proctor and i was dancing with the devil in the forest and i was like oh my god i just had yeah, never put it's so to- funny like uh-huh yeah absolutely i heard that the crucible was partly one of the reasons why we were able to shed light on what happened and make those you know good changes in legislation it's crazy look i don't and i don't know why did you know that they were like connected and that that actual story was a true story because i feel like i did not when i started reading the crucible in 11th grade and then like i said as i was reading the research i was like oh okay yeah, I didn't read The Crucible in the 11th grade. I read it when I was a grown-up. So, okay. there is that. You know, I was old. <laughs> Sad to say. No, no. So, um, yes, I remember Miss Cantor, 11th grade AP English. You know, she was, like, very into it. 
yes i remember like everything that's so funny it's like all my <laughs> school teachers are coming back to me i feel like i had a good undergrad undergrad high school education and elementary school education um but i just never um, I put just together never put um that it was real i thought that that was a piece of fiction and then to, to read and start looking into it more and just realizing that oh wait these are actual people it wasn't like a fictionalized account of a real story so it's like that makes it even crazier because it's like oh they really did accuse a four-year-old of being a witch like this is ridiculous um also i think we're older we're older now and and we are totally aware of our mortality now you know like we are we're getting to the point where we're like yeah yeah blood pressure is a thing you know so we're starting to you know understand that you know shit is real so when we see other people like in 1692 doesn't matter we're like yep mm -hmm." no see that's a real human being but when we were younger 40 was like oh my gosh you're so old you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so this just didn't seem like it was real you know, it was just a story. Another story my teacher's making me read in school. Right. I mean, I always liked the story. I liked The Crucible. I liked the movie. But I feel like it's interesting because you figure, I was telling Sam off of the podcast, you learn this type of thing in like eighth grade. So eighth grade to 11th grade, it's removed. You're not thinking back to the 13 colonies and all that crap. So I was just like, oh, okay, this is a nice piece of literature, you know? Um it's just interesting but what i also found interesting in reading the story was i don't think i also ever really realized that men were also accused of witchcraft in my mind it was like a right. woman thing. one guy yeah um yeah mm-hmm. five men were accused of witchcraft and i think one it said got pressed to death i was like people back in the yeah, day used to come like, up with the most obnoxious yeah. ways to kill people it's like yes. and you're the religious people like come on yes they were like cast their stones everybody oh my gosh that was insane and they like they like they had pressed the stone until he kind of imploded like it was disgusting when i read that i couldn't believe that crazy crazy you know what's also a crazy thing okay i never knew i watched a movie one time it's like i forget the name of it you know i think it's called the stony of soraya m it's really a sad sad story but this is happening to women even in modern times um but in this they had a stoning and now i'm a person of faith i've read the bible i know in the bible they said it to stone people but it never occurred to me what an actual stoning was right like you knew people got stoned and that was a way to kill them but i just i never thought about it and then when i actually saw it it's something that will stay with me forever because they're literally throwing rocks at you but these are not little pebbles they're like big rocks rocks that you could pick up maybe a five pound rock and so it's just like hitting you in the way that the body just comes apart and in the particular movie i want to say they buried her to her head so they're hitting her in her head with these rocks and what's so crazy is that you know they have children involved in this older people are involved and so the people that know her are like throwing the rocks like away they're missing her trying not to hit her um and i imagine that's what it's like in these times like obviously these ladies they were hanged or they were hung um so that's different but it's just again you would think okay these are people of faith that are leading these things why are they killing people so inhumanely 
Mm-hmm. I always said that religious people are sometimes the bloodiest people, <laughs> you know, bloodthirsty. You mean, look at the Crusades. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this but, is way you know, the- <laughs> Yeah, as you were going to say, this is way off topic, but I watched a show. um, It was called The Bastard Executioner. I think it was on for one season. And it was about, like, obviously executions and things that happened. There was other storylines, but the main thing was following this one guy that was an executioner. And they took this one lady's nose off. And I was like, I can never watch this show again. I didn't finish the season. But it was just the way that it happened. Again, it made me think human beings are so terrible because who sits down to think up other ways to hurt people? And even if you think that they did something wrong, just kill them humanely. Like, don't press them to death with elephants or throw rocks until their head busts open. Like, just kill somebody quickly and be done with it. The mentality, though, you know, because the public hangings and the stonings and all these things, people came to watch it. So the mentality of that time was like, wow, you know, the fact that this is like a thing, like, oh, we're going to see the hanging, you know, (laughs) it said noon today, you know, and people came and literally watched someone die. Like, I could not even imagine doing that. Like, no, never. I will burn my bra. I'd be the first one to burn my bra and say, this ain't right. I will start mm-hmm. the revolution right then and there. You know what I mean? Right, like, it's not we happening. We are not doing not this. Happening. Yeah, this is not about that. This is not happening. It's insane. Like, the, so So just, like, that, I can't even put my my 2020 self into the a 1692 mindset. You know, I can't even imagine for so many reasons what they were thinking and why they believed in their heart of hearts that just because a woman hangs her laundry wrong or because she's mean, she's possessed by Satan himself or you know what I mean? right. not just anybody. It wasn't just like a lower level demon. No, no, no. We went right straight to the top. To right to the top. We go right to the core of things. So, you know, and you never hear anything about someone being possessed by an angel or, you know, something good happenings. But of course, that's because, you know, that didn't make it into the history books, perhaps. Mm. We'll never know. So speaking of possessions, how do you feel about possessions so like you were saying before if you are if you say you don't believe in the devil then mm-hmm. it's like saying you don't believe in god because it's saying that you know i don't believe that there's good well then there can't be evil you know it's that whole oh my gosh you can go down a rabbit hole with that you know right. but like on some level do you believe that someone can be possessed influenced or anything like that by the, a supernatural evil malicious spirit yep i do and i don't play with that (laughs) i like literally don't like i went to new orleans and i was like okay i will go everywhere we can have a good time but i'm like i'm not going in any voodoo shops i'm not having any parts of that like i just don't like i'll watch a scary movie but if they start getting like too into it with the possessions i'll have to leave i was watching a movie with my mom and my brother one time I forget what it was called. Mind but it you, was, you guys, they watch scary movies for like, right. fun. 
Yes, I like scary movies, but I like scary movies from like back in the day where there's actually like something that you can see like um, a Michael Myers, right? You know, okay, there's a person, he's doing bad things, he's coming. I like killer clowns from outer space, (laughs) you know, like stuff like that. I feel like modern movies now, they're all like evil, like the dolls getting possessed by stuff. And I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't want to deal with that because I do think, um, like how they're saying, like, if you're a person of faith, if you grow up Christian, you believe um, that God is a spirit, you know, as the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in the Bible, it even says, you know, we're not at war with people. We're against, you know, we're at war with principalities and I think evil spirits in high places or something like that. So I'm like, yep, I don't need to mess with that. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> you know, it's just a weird thing. It's weird. It's a weird thing because I'm kind of torn. I'm not torn on the existence of evil. That absolutely exists unequivocally. We can't deny that. I'm torn on the perception of of the reality of evil. You know, Mm -hmm. we take so much from stories, comic books, you know, stuff like that. It could be totally different. You know, you look you look and you read the Bible and we what do we know about Lucifer? That he was the most beautiful angel that ever existed. But whatever whenever someone paints it's this gaping black slop of a per you know, with horns and a mm-hmm. tail and you know what I mean? All right. these different things and the creatures that you know skitter around on arms and like you know, just the nastiness of, you know, commercial movies um Mm -hmm. i don't believe in that so and i think that that limits us when we take on a one perspective of how this thing looks how evil looks and we miss Mm -hmm. the mark because Mm -hmm. you're looking for someone with a pitchfork and a a tail and horns and here is this gq guy you know what i mean like coming out the woodworks like hey how you doing i'm like how you do yes i think that we have I, I try to on just like everything I try to think outside the box good and evil comes in many different forms and even though sometimes what we think is evil it could be good you just misunderstanding the concept you know and you're not seeing the bigger picture like when I got laid off uh, four or five years ago I was just distraught and I was like, how can so many bad things happen to me? You know, and so at the time, I literally just thought I all this evil was around. You know, I just felt down and, you know, the devil is a lie. You know, I was doing all the things, right? <laughs> yes. Because, yeah, in hindsight is twenty twenty, right? The best thing that ever happened to me was getting laid off. Right. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. I am so much better you know now than I would ever have been if I wouldn't have been laid off I know that and at the time I did it so it's kind of like if we just say anything bad that happens to me or anything bad that happens to anyone else is just the devil I think that's putting it in a box that's just pretty much you should you just can't do it but I think being possessed and losing your job are like very different like I see what you're saying like sometimes bad things can be used for good people aren't possessed you know, like, I think that sometimes people, I mean, he, that's what I was saying when you said, do I believe? And I'm saying, I don't believe in possession per se. You know, I just believe that, you know, things get influenced, just energy is shifted and influenced and you have a choice on what you want to do 
And if you choose to do something bad, you can't blame it then on the devil. You know what I mean? No, okay, I see what you mean. So you're saying like people that are like they're murderers and they're like, oh, well, the devil told me to eat this person kind of deal. Like you can't do yes. that. Yes. Yeah. You can't. And you then can't say I was possessed and that's why I was doing it, you know, or whatever. I don't believe that. You know, I believe that there may be there is evil out there, but I don't think it possesses people. It You have a choice. It's a whole concept, the precept of Christianity, free will. You have a choice. So a demon possession takes away by its literal meaning Good. takes away the choice, right? Well, so actually, well, if we want to get technical on like faith, and this could be interesting, it says in the Bible that everything that happens to us, the devil has to first ask God for permission. Mm-hmm. Like there is a portion in the Bible I want to say is Timothy, yeah, I know where Jesus mm-hmm. says. Peter, Peter, the devil has asked to sift you like wheat, right? So it's like, oh, okay, you know, so how does how does that work? And that's what I'm saying, like, that's how you could see how it's so easy that these people were, you know, killing other people and doing things because when you can't see something and you can't physically say, okay, this is why this happens, you start to make up other things as to why it's happening. It's like, oh, you know what? No, this is just science and you know what? There's condensation and electrons in the sky so rain is falling that is the point blank period yeah nobody needs to blame the devil for this one you know so again and that goes back to like i love that you brought that part out about the bible where it says at first you have to go through he has to ask god permission to mess with his kids you know so and then of course then there's jesus who's our great intercessor and then of course there's jesus who's laid down his life and bled for us so we don't even have any sin except to deny him so it's like what really then in the new testament new covenant you know is is possession look like mm-hmm. you know by the terms of the small-minded human beings that we are because you know of course we can't see we're not omniscient we're we're just you know trying our best so Um, but the box that we put evil into I think is undeserving in what way so I don't believe in possessions in in that way well because like I said sometimes what we think is evil isn't it's good and it's 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 Lucifer working in tandem with God you know yeah he did a it was a bad but it ended up great you know um but we just couldn't we couldn't understand it Peter denying Christ those three times you know and Christ telling him that changed him you know that of course he felt terrible about it and you know couldn't believe he did it but he became went on to become one of the best apostles one of the best preachers of Christ you know out there Jesus was even tempted in the garden you know when he was in the garden and he was about to die they said Satan tempted him of course it was a, a test by God and even Jesus kind of was like gee whiz you know what I mean you know but he wasn't possessed he wasn't possessed I th- I don't think that in this new covenant that things worked exactly the same that they did in the old covenant the old testament you know so that and it's hard for us to go back to a covenant we never even can even begin to understand so inside of the new covenant with all of the sacrifices and all of the assurances that we've been given i think possession looks different as you and i don't think possession exists i just think evil is not exactly what we believe it to be because i mean you take away free will that's the whole point you know 
Mm. We can definitely, because Peter had a choice. He could deny Christ or he could. He didn't have to. He wasn't possessed. But no, I think those are two separate. The the sifting like wheat and then Peter saying, denying Jesus three times. Those were separate instances um, there. But I don't think, I mean, I see what you're saying about the evil like being good because, you know, I got laid off too. And then I got like a better job. I'm happier. Like that was a wonderful thing. So I think that falls under when stuff like that happens, that falls under God's working everything for the good of those that love him, right? Like, yes, like this was a terrible thing that happened. So I get what you're saying. There's definitely people that take every little thing and they're like, this is evil. No, every bad thing is not evil. Sometimes we as individuals make bad choices and now we have to live out the ramifications of those bad choices that's not evil that is just the consequence of your action and you don't like it so you're calling it evil but that's not what that is yeah i think like that's what you're saying right like when people do because i definitely know some people that like well i think it was probably evil at play you know for example i'm pretty sure that when i was laid off it was uh not a coincidence you know what i mean And perhaps the devil whispered in this person's ear. You know, I just think that it's in tandem. Good works with bad and bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not. Because Lord knows I needed to be laid off from that job. (laughs) Yeah. It's not as cut. You, Lord knows. Because I was never going to dry. But, but then you have, but so, so we know, like, there were some terrible things happening there, you know? So we, we're just kind of like, okay, well, that probably was the devil, you know? But maybe God used (laughs) the devil. You know what I mean? Like, I'm serious. When I'm saying devil in this concept of evil, you know, whatever, maybe he used the devil or evil or whatever to get his good done. You know, you just, it's just, I don't think it's cut and dry. I just don't think it's just like, that's bad and this is good. You know, I think sometimes they work together, play off of each other even. So. That's possible. I think like. Mm hmm. No, I just saying. I don't know. That's what I, that's what I think. So when I look at evil, I'm just not like, oh, that for sure is evil. I really don't know. Definitely, <laughs> I really don't. Who's to say? Definitely. You know, I think that that's interesting because you figure, look how many years removed we are from the Salem witch trials, and there are certain mm-hmm. things that are not clear cut. So it's like, how can you mm-hmm. condemn someone to death over something that is not clear? You know, and Mm -hmm. that's what's really like sad and unfortunate when you look back at the whole Mm -hmm. situation is that real people died without actual evidence based on lies. Um, And it's really unfortunate. I mean, that still happens today. People give false testimony and things like that happen. But it's like to have it like to think that your whole life is on trial over something supernatural that no one can prove one way or the other that's just really sad well and that and to play devil's advocate and then we can wrap up um there's insanity please that happen because they heard the voice and told you know what i mean um and that person who did absolutely kill this person gets to go to a psych ward for maybe five or ten years and go home now that's interesting to me because you know what i do and i just i change populations so i think it is interesting because some people do have mental health issues so they are legitimately 
hearing things. So it's like, what do you do in a situation with that? And it's unfortunate because I think there are people that are in their right mind and they do claim this insanity plea and they get it. And it's not accurate. I think a great example of this, there is a movie called gotta be freaking kidding me i'm like there's a movie and i can't remember the name but richard Gere and edwin edward norton are in it and it is oh yes phenomenal yes, yes. phenomenal i can't yes, think of the name is it something fear t- okay i'm gonna have to google it so i can tell everyone so if you haven't seen it okay, i won't talk about google it too much it while i but close it's, up it's so good Okay, so Siobhan's gonna Google, but then we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. So so Salem witch trials, bad deal, spooky things didn't happen, terrible things happen. But when we think of something scary, and when we think of Halloween, some of the things that come to mind, some of the stories that come to mind, is the Salem witch trials. So we thought we would talk about that today. Again, the we movie don't know is what we're, what are we talking about next week? Um, next now? week, the movie is called Primal Fear, and next oh week, yes, 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 it's excellent. It's another 1996 film. So if you guys want to get your movie watching on this weekend, check out The Crucible 1996 with uh, you know Winona Ryder, and then you can watch Primal Fear, also 1996. And you'd be like, wow, those ladies on that podcast really told us a good show to watch. But yeah, next really week, the doing. topic is the origin of Halloween. And you know what's interesting? I went to Catholic school when I was little. I believe the origin of Halloween also started in the church. It's like All Hallows Eve. Because I remember we had to sit through all these things. And it was like all these things about how Halloween was positive. And that's what's really interesting when you look at Catholicism and a lot of the like holidays we have now even christmas my favorite holiday like if you start to actually study things and look at what scholars say i'm pretty sure they say that jesus was not born in the winter time it probably more lines up that he was born around what we now celebrate easter in like april or early spring but the pagans of that time had this huge huge festival saturnalia and so we co-opted their holiday to get them to come over to christianity and made it christmas so i love like that now when you talk about that kind of like history sam i'm all about like roman and greek mythology and how those people came over i think that's fascinating so it's just like crazy um siobhan is gonna take it so next week, Siobhan's <laughs> leading us in the discussion because what she loves, I'm just kind of like, eh, but so this works. <laughs> this so. was your topic too. Sam <laughs> wants to talk about the origin <laughs> of Halloween, which is so funny. <laughs> but no, we can definitely do that and see what the um, the background is. And I'm pretty sure yeah, that it's All Hallows Eve, which is ridiculous. But... <laughs> it should be fun alright guys well that's our wrap up for today we had a good time talking about all things everything in between we will see you next week bye sounds good bye sounds-